0: Chapter 13. Ben was up at the crack of dawn, sporting some impressive morning wood, but he knew Trish was in no shape to appreciate it. Instead, he slipped out of bed, grabbed his workout shorts, and stood before the toilet, willing his erection away. He relieved himself and went downstairs to work out. Once again, he felt good, and his routine went by quickly. When he got back upstairs... He saw Trish was beginning to stir, so he took his shower. Once he stepped back in the bedroom, he saw she had tossed back the sheets and was lying there in only her panties. She watched him sleepily as he got dressed. Ben, you really have to let my cousin show you what she can do with her mouth. That beast of yours will thank you forever, she pleaded. Trish, you know I'm not comfortable with casual sex, especially sex with a complete stranger, Ben insisted. "She's not a stranger. She's my beautiful, loving cousin. She told me after you left that she hasn't done what she did that night with anyone else. She dropped the bastard the same night I did. It would be so incredible if we could reunite by reenacting that night, but with someone who wasn't a... totally cruel, manipulative asshole," Trish growled. "Oh, and I fit that role, do I?" Ben said with a smirk. You fit the role perfectly, she pleaded. Let me think on it, please. I've only just begun to get used to the idea of having sex again. You know how it messes up my head. I'm sorry I misread your intentions again, he said contritely. Ben, please. I'm the one who apologises for not being clear, she exclaimed. She looked at her clothes and realised her sweater was crusty with dried cum. Ock, I can't wear that then pulled open his sweater drawer and realized he only had one left. He pulled out the red-knit sweater and handed it to Trish. The trifecta was complete. White, black, Rots clacked at sweaters for the blonde, brunette, and redhead in his life. Trish picked up on the significance as well, and her grin told him he wasn't getting the sweater back any time soon. She was able to get out of bed herself and walked down to the kitchen with Ben. She moved just a little gingerly, and Ben winced each time she did. Finally, she swatted him arm and told him to stop it. She was fine. Then made her breakfast, and they enjoyed the meal with conversation about the Reno he was about to do on her place. When he told her he planned to begin that week, she squealed with excitement. When they were done, he walked her to the door, and she slipped her boots on. She leaned into him and gave him a sweet kiss. "'Think about my request about my cousin. "'Okay.' Ben blushed. "'Right. "'Yes, I will.' He pulled open his door, and stopped in surprise as the twins were standing on his step, shivering. Trish stepped back, and Ben pulled the two girls inside the warmth of the foyer. "'How long were you two out there?' Ben asked. They looked at each other with looks of shame on their faces. Maybe twenty minutes, Laurie said. Why didn't you ring the doorbell? he gasped. A little embarrassed, maybe? Trish suggested, and the two ladies looked at her, then nodded reluctantly. Did your mother send you over here to apologize? Trish asked. More nods. Do you understand what you did was wrong? Ben asked. They looked at him with lost looks and shook their heads. Their eyes were a little glassy. Ben sighed. You know I watched you two grow up. The first time I saw you was when you were just thirteen, heading off to school, all pigtails and braces. You two looked so sweet. That image is my strongest recollection and how I think of you. They began to protest, but he held his hands up. I know, I know. You're both grown women now and incredibly beautiful. If this was our first meeting, I might feel differently, but it's not. I can't separate my memories of your childhood from you, and that means we can only be friends. Friends don't kiss like you kissed me last night. Friends don't kiss like you kissed me last night. Friends don't. Touch like I was touched last night. That can't happen again. Is that understood? Heads nodded reluctantly, and tears flowed silently down cheeks. He reached out and brushed the tears from their cheeks. They pressed their faces against his palms and looked up into his eyes imploringly. Please don't cry, he pleaded, his heart twisting. Trish saw his anguish and moved forward to put her arms around the shoulders of the two young women. Ben, they'll get over it. Just give them time. Come on, girls, help your Aunt Trish home, and she'll tell you the story of how she took one for the team. Ben's face burned, and the two ladies immediately caught on to what she meant they hustled their aunt out the door and away. He could only watch them walk Trish down his driveway and beyond. He hoped she showed some restraint, but he knew better. He turned away to try to regain some semblance of sanity in his life. The following week, he got his permits to work on Trish's master suite. She moved the spare bedroom in the basement with Mason during the renovations. As the small basement shower was to be the only shower in the house for the next two weeks, Tina was only too pleased to bring Christopher and stay with Ben during the interval. All furniture in the master suite and the small bedroom Ben was removing was moved into the garage. Then the demo began in earnest and went smoothly. Up came the carpets. Down came the doors and walls of the existing closets in the master bedroom. Out went the existing washroom fixtures for the master bath and the shared bathroom. The new master bathroom and walk in walls went up and the new shared bathroom took over the remaining space from the small bedroom the new fixtures and plumbing went in and passed inspection the new electrical including new lighting and the in-floor heaters went in and passed inspection drywall paint tiling new carpet finish and a copious amount of closet organizers were added to the walk-in and all of the bedroom closets Ben had worked like a man possessed and managed to finish on time, two weeks, to completely rebuild the master suite and shared bathroom and update all closets in the upstairs bedrooms. Trish was over the moon with her new master suite. She tried to convince Ben to christen it with her, but he settled with a dinner out to celebrate. On the night, everything went back into place, aside from the furniture in the now-missing bedroom. Daphne and her daughters came over to see the updates. Ben relaxed on a chair in the living room until a gushing Trish led her chattering neighbors back downstairs. Daphne was so excited about the work done and her daughters were almost giggling. Ben caught them staring at him excitedly when they thought he wasn't looking. What? he finally asked, frustrated. They both glanced at Trish and he recalled the little story she'd told the girls. He wondered how much embellishment had been involved. Is it true you pounded Trish into the mattress until she couldn't walk, then wanted more? Laurie asked with a look of awe on her face. Ben scowled at Trish while Daphne's face went beet red. Damn it, yes. The twins squealed and clung to each other as they stared at him. How was that supposed to help? Ben growled at Trish, who grinned at him. A legend is born, she giggled. Daphne scowled at her daughters, who did their best to calm themselves. Ben did his best to ignore the admiring glances they stole. Tina had somehow managed to convince him to let her stay just one more night, though her bedroom was ready for occupation. She was busy making dinner for him at his place, and Trish was watching Christopher for the night. He was pooped from working so hard on this project, but he felt really good about how it turned out. Now, he'd have a delicious meal, a hot shower, complete with a Tina massage, and a good night's sleep, and by tomorrow, his batteries would be recharged for his next project, Daphne's Place. The floor plan was the same. Shit, no bedroom in the basement, and the contractors were arriving tomorrow to start work. The main floor and the basement were not going to be livable for two to three weeks. Daphne caught Ben's look of dismay. What's wrong, Ben? Can we take another look at your place now? He asked. Sure. Come on, girls. Thank you for the tour, Trish, Daphne said. Before Ben could leave, Trish crushed herself against his chest and dragged his mouth down to hers for a deep kiss. God! God! You so deserve a hot night of sex for this, she whispered in his ear. As he pulled back, she gave him a smouldering look. Funny how that's always your reward, he growled, half from lust and half from frustration with this oversexed woman. Collect soon, she hissed playfully, as he followed the ladies out the door. Daphne had to push her daughters ahead of her as they held back to catch a glimpse of excitement. Once they reached Daphne's house, Ben went upstairs and did a quick count of the rooms and tried to work out the logistics of where people would be while the work was being done. He'd made a bonehead move in terms of timing. He should have done Daphne's place first as the daycare was, two weeks out. Now he was stuck doing both at once, which was truly the most efficient way, or making them wait three weeks and potentially mucking with the work the contractors did he'd have to find them alternate quarters. Daphne was trying to read his expression. "'I should have done your bathrooms before Trish's. Then you'd be done now and could use your upstairs while the contractor work on the main and lower floors. I'm such a dolt. The best I can do is find you alternate accommodations. While the work is done, there is a spare bedroom in Trish's basement.' but it's really cluttered at the moment with the extra furniture I pulled back out the garage. Let me call Gabriella. Ben dialed the number, but no one answered. He tried Catherine and she picked up on the third ring. Hello? Hi, Catherine. It's Ben. Hi, Ben. How are you doing? I'm good. Just finished the initial renovations at Trisha's place, and now I'm doing Daphne's. Listen, Would you happen to know where Gabriella is? He asked. She's in Milan. Lucky girl. Then she's heading over to Paris. She'll be back in two weeks. I'm watching Miriam and Daniel for her, and my girls all got home so we're having a party. You're welcome to join us if you'd like, Cat offered hopefully. Ah, okay. Thanks for the offer, but I'm a little too pooped to party. Thanks, though. Talk to you later. Ben hung up. So Gabriella's place was out and Catherine had a full house. Damn. He looked at Daphne's curious look and the barely suppressed anticipation on the twins' faces. He sighed. I guess you could stay at my place. Daphne got a worried look on her face, which Ben mirrored. The twins simply vibrated with glee. There are four bedrooms on the main floor, so you'd each have your own. The shared bathroom. Well, you've basically seen it at Trish's place. Would that be oh? He said, exclusively looking at Daphne. "'Couldn't we just hold off on renovating the upstairs until the contractors leave?' she asked, and the girls whined at their mother. "'I thought of that, but the risk of having to redo some of the daycare work makes that not such a good plan. This time to do both is actually at the same time. The work should go faster, as I can get them to help me with some of the work upstairs as well,' Ben admitted." The twins smiled and clapped their hands lightly. Ben looked at their eager grins with apprehension. If it won't be too much of an inconvenience, Daphne said watching her daughters, who put on their most innocent faces. Ben sighed, as he couldn't think of a better solution. May I suggest you pack your suitcases as if you were going on a two-week vacation? You're not going to want to walk through this place too much during the renovation bring everything you need as we're probably going to have to seal all of the dressers and closets to keep the dust out. The closets in my guest rooms are empty with plenty of hangers and the dresses are empty as well, so you don't have to live out of your suitcases. If you want to soak in my hot tub, bring your bathing suits. They're mandatory, he said, looking at the twins whose eyes lit up when they heard hot tub. Just come over when you are ready and walk in. The front door will be unlocked. I'll have keys for you as well. Oh, damn. Tina was making me dinner. Not to worry, Ben. We had dinner before our tour. We'll see you in probably 90 minutes or so, the mother said, watching her daughters like a hawk. Okay, see you soon. Ben hustled home. He'd have to convince Tina to head back to Trisha's tonight. That wasn't going to go over well, as he'd been pretty strict with her during her visit and had drastically limited their intimate time. He wanted to wean her off the physicality of their relationship so she would be more willing to meet someone her own age. Now he was going to tell her she had to leave and not come back for at least two weeks. God, he wasn't looking forward to this. He got in the front door and the scent of her cooking made him moan in anticipation. He paused to take a deep breath in the foyer and almost started to drool spontaneously. He tugged off his coat and work boots and washed his hands in the bathroom, before hustling into the kitchen. Tina turned to face him, and he froze. Her long silken black hair was pulled back behind her right ear, held in place by an elegant flower hairpin. Her makeup was subtle, but accentuated her high cheekbones, slender nose, and pink lips. Her eyes, well, he got a little lost in them, and that left him breathless. She was wearing a silk dress, which hugged her slim body, but promised wonders within. He was stunned and she smiled, enjoying his look of wonder. She blushed under his admiring gaze, and something in his chest stuck. He realized he was still holding his breath, so he took a deep one. There was no way he could do it. He couldn't send her away when she'd gone to this much trouble. He raised a finger to indicate he'd be right back. Then he ran for the bedroom he tore off his clothes and jumped in the shower. He scrubbed himself clean in record time and shaved to ensure his face was smooth. He put on his black dress slacks and a dark blue dress shirt, black tie, and socks. He grabbed his phone and called Daphne. He asked her to wait until he dropped off the keys. He didn't explain why, but she was okay. He made one more call, then he was done. All of this, Only took fifteen minutes, and he walked back to the dining room. When she saw him enter, her face lit up, and he was dazzled by her smile again. She gestured for him to sit, so he did. She brought out his dinner roast pork with roasted baby potatoes, crisp green beans, golden and flaky dinner rolls with butter. She had the same but smaller portions. Ben leaped to his feet and held her chair for her. Then he sat and gazed into her eyes. Thank you for this amazing meal, he said. You look radiant tonight. Tina blushed once more. There was something about her tonight, some energy or attitude. He was quite frankly bewitched. She gestured. He should eat, so he took a bite of the pork and it melted in his mouth. He closed his eyes in bliss and enjoyed the flavours. He smiled at her as they ate their meal in happy silence. Once he was done, his last bite, she rose and cleared the plates. In moments, they were in the dishwasher, and she was bringing a slice of blueberry pie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. He stared at her in surprise. He didn't recall mentioning his favorite dessert, but he must have at some point. She had a single scoop of the ice cream. Once again, when he'd had his last bite, she cleared away the plates and the kitchen was clean. Would you care to take a shower or get changed into something more comfortable? Tina asked. Actually, does that lovely dress come with shoes? He asked, noting she was barefoot. She nodded. Are these shoes you could go dancing in? He smiled. Tina's eyes lit up, and she nodded quickly. That's good, because we're going to dance the night away, and we won't be back until morning. I've reserved us the penthouse suite at the Magellan downtown where we will rest our tired feet after a night of dancing. Sound good to you? he asked hopefully. Yes, Tina laughed and clapped delightedly. Then off we go, he smiled. He made a brief stop to drop off the keys to Daphne, with a few instructions like keep the twins off of my bed. The two ladies in question were scoping out his hot threads and casting disturbingly lustful looks at him. Then he was driving down to the Magellan. It was the most expensive and exclusive hotel in town, and it had an amazing nightclub and bar with dancing. After checking in, Ben led Tina into the club and eyes turned in their direction. He felt exceptionally proud to have this lovely young woman on his arm. She was absolutely sparkling tonight, and he got them a table near the dance floor. They enjoyed some champagne, then moved out to join the dancers. At first, they were a little amused by their difference in height. A six-three man dancing with a 5 woman, five-three in heels, drew some looks, but Ben didn't care, and Tina was having so much fun. For the faster numbers, their height difference meant less. They spent very little time at their table, as each tune was another opportunity to touch each other and move together. It was almost midnight and Tina's feet were getting sore, so she asked Ben if they could go up to their room. He took her hand and walked her to the elevators. Once inside, Ben leaned over and gently kissed her lips. He was amazed at how smooth the elevator was. Then he remembered to use the keycard to make the elevator move. Tina giggled at his mistake. When they stepped into the suite, Tina gasped and clung to Ben's hand. She drew him along behind her as she inspected each room, taking in the luxurious fabrics, beautiful art, and extravagant furniture. Ben finally scooped the young woman off her feet and carried her to the French doors leading into the bedroom. He laid her gently down on the bed and stood next to the bed, gazing down upon her. My God, you're lovely, he said. Her smile took his breath away, and he had to kiss her. He leaned over her, and pressed his lips to hers. Her tongue gently slipped into his mouth, and he sucked on the tip. She moaned and writhed in pleasure. Tina pushed gently against his chest, and he pulled back. She slid off the bed onto her feet and asked him to unzip her dress. His fingers felt clumsy on the fine zipper, but he finally managed to slide it down to the base of her spine. He slid his hands inside the dress, over her shoulders, and the silk slipped down into her hands. She stepped out of the dress and carefully draped it over the back of a chair. He soaked in her beauty as she turned back to face him. All she was wearing was a sexy pink and white lace bra and matching panties. She stepped up to him and untied his tie. Then she started undoing the buttons of his shirt. Her hands moved quickly and efficiently, and soon she was sliding her hands over his shoulders, pushing his shirt off. He snagged it as it dropped and laid it across the chair with her dress. Tina's hands made quick work of his belt and undid his pants. She slid her hands over his hips and tugged his pants down as she dropped down with them. He carefully stepped out of the legs, and Tina folded them and carefully put them over the chair. They stood facing each other in their underwear." smiles on their faces. She reached out and slipped her hands over his hips again, but under his briefs. As she sank down to her knees, she tugged the fabric down until his heavy cock swung out towards her. She lifted her hands to caress his hot skin. Tina stroked him and tipped him up to meet her descending lips. She kissed the end and he moaned in pleasure, she ran her tongue over the tip and thrilled to feel it jump in her hands. Opening her mouth, she slid the head between her lips, gently sucking on it. Then gently touched Tina's silky hair and ran it through his fingers. She was slowly bobbing on the end of his cock, taking more and more of him into her mouth, but at such a gradual pace he was going insane. He looked down and saw the twinkle in her eye. She was teasing him he growled playfully at her, and she plunged down on his cock. She still only managed a third, but his breath gusted out with the sudden sensation. She sucked on him aggressively and tried to make his cock as wet as possible. Her hands were busy stroking his length, spreading the slickness down the shaft. Suddenly, she pulled back and pushed him back onto the bed. She pushed him to the centre of the bed and yanked down her panties, He could see her wetness running down the insides of her thighs. She was really excited. He moved to taste her, but she pushed him down onto his back and climbed onto him. Her pussy rubbed along his length, adding to the wetness. Ben's eye widened when he realized what she was attempting to do. He began to speak, but she put her fingers over his mouth and looked at him fiercely. She was determined... He reached up and released her bra and gently pulled it away from her body while she concentrated on him. Tina rubbed herself along his hot cock until she reached the head. Then she lifted it up slightly and placed the fat head against her opening. Already it felt like an impossible task. She began to tremble. Ben slid his hands down her back to grip her ass. Tina hissed with pleasure at his rough grip on her, And before she was aware of what was happening, Ben had slowly driven her hips downwards, plunging the head into her pussy. He stopped immediately to allow her time to adjust and felt her pussy begin to contract, forcing him out. His hands returned to her arse cheeks, and he squeezed and kneaded her muscles as she moaned and gasped with how good that felt. She realized he'd distracted her again and was halfway in, She felt like she might split apart from the massive intruder she was impaled on, but the sensation was more fullness than pain. She was really doing it. She was riding Ben, as if to prove this Ben began to lift and drop her on his cock. She felt out of control. She tried to regain it by lifting herself up and down, but her muscle control was rapidly diminishing. All she could contribute was a thrust at the end of each drop, which forced more of Ben's heat deeper inside of her. She felt an uncomfortable sensation on the last thrust and Ben immediately lifted her almost all the way off his cock. He slid it back inside with one smooth motion, stopping short of that uncomfortable impact. Then, off and back on, slowly, Ben increased the pace until Tina was almost bouncing against him. She couldn't see, She couldn't hear or smell. The only sense that continued to function was touch and the only thing Tina felt was Ben's strong hands holding and squeezing her ass, and his steel rod of a cock driving into her. Ben grabbed a handful of her hair and pulled it back so he could see her face. She trembled and whimpered and her actions became frantic with the extra stimulation of his grip on her. At the top of a stroke, he grabbed her head between his hands and kissed her roughly, his tongue sliding into her mouth, demanding hers in return. She was whimpering and moaning continuously now, trying to get him to push his cock back into her. Her need rocketed, and her skin felt incredibly sensitive. When Ben finished his kiss, he slammed his cock deep, and she screamed silently as her orgasm crashed through her body. He held her tightly against him as he made quick short strokes With a tight grip on her hair. This seemed to be stretching her orgasm. Or maybe she was just having a string of them, one after another. Tina felt his body tightening up. Then he groaned as hot jets surged inside her, causing her to begin to thrash through an almost painfully intense orgasm. Her voice returned, and she cried Ben's name in a long, drawn out wail to accompany the sensations. Once the surges finished, Ben returned to long strokes. She waited for him to soften, but he didn't. This is what Trish had told her about. She was still coming down from her last crest when Ben rolled over, pinning her under his body. The sensations changed entirely. Now there was a direct pressure upon her clit as their bodies met and parted. Ben added a clever little twist to his hips at the end of every downstroke which strummed her clit. He pushed up on his elbow, but that just put more pressure on where they connected. Tina thrashed under his body as his thrusts sped up. Her pleasure was climbing in little spikes now as their bodies slapped together. Her eyes were tightly closed and her mouth was open, making little squeaks each time they came together. The slaps on her clit sent shots of pleasure through her in little teasing bite-sized portions. She needed more. She needed release, and this teasing was driving her mad. Her hands clawed at his hips, desperately trying to get him grind against her. She needed that to reach the peak of her next orgasm. Her body picked up on his muscles, beginning to clench, and she screamed in joy as he slammed down a final time and ground against her in little circles, firing jet after jet into her hot, squeezing pussies, she was crying with the power of her release, and her arms went around him, holding him in place as her release shook her body. Tina felt gentle kisses on her forehead and stretched up to capture Ben's lips as they remained connected. He rolled them back onto his back, and his hand returned to her ass and hair. He squeezed her ass roughly, his fingertips sliding across her little rosebud, and tingles shot through her, making her gasp. Ben's other hand was tangled in her hair and he used the grip to bring her mouth to his where he caressed her lips with his God. She loved how he took his pleasure from her. Finally, he let her slump to his chest where she lay gasping, completely spent. She felt him gradually softening inside her and she relished the sensation. All she could do was lay there. Her muscles had nothing left. Before she could get a chill, Ben lifted her in his arms and carried her to the bathroom. She suddenly had a massive need to go pee, and he picked up on her tension. He set her down on the toilet seat and gave her some privacy. When she was done, he entered the room again and lifted her against his body. He stepped into the large shower, and they rinsed their bodies clean in the hot, steamy water. Then it was the towel ritual, and she smiled dreamily, as she realized this was one of her most favorite intimate moments with Ben. The feeling of the strength in his hands, the rough rubbing of the towel all over her body, how she gave in to his complete control of her body. She sat on the toilet seat, wrapped in the warm towel while he dried himself with his own. Then he carried her back to bed and laid her down. He took the towels and dropped them in the bathroom. Finally, he slid under the sheets with her, and pulled her up against his body. Sleeping fully naked was a new and delightful sensation. The night had been perfect. Sleep took them quickly. The wake-up call Ben had arranged with the front desk was gentle but effective. He realized Tina was still curled up against him and kissed the top of her head. He ordered breakfast for them and quickly took his shower. The robes were ridiculously small on him, so he just got dressed. Then woke Tina with gentle kisses over her face and shoulders. She needed to be gently scooted into the bathroom to get ready. He soon heard the shower running and little yelps and coos as Tina washed her overly sensitive parts. Breakfast arrived, and Ben set it up on the table by the window. Tina left the bathroom, wrapped in a robe. After a short time, Tina looked at Ben a little sadly. You've ruined me, she said quietly. Ben's face froze with a look of alarm and his eyes glanced down. Tina frowned. No, not that, though I am very sore this morning, she smiled weakly. Ben felt relieved. What did you mean then? Last night was perfect. It was everything I dreamed it would be. But now I'll compare everything and everyone to that moment. How could anyone compare against perfection, she whispered as a tear ran down her cheek. Then realized, he'd been a complete ass. He'd been trying to get her used to the idea of finding a mate of her own, but he'd been so swept up by her beauty and grace last night, he didn't think through what his actions might mean to her. He reached out and wiped the tear away, his heart breaking all over again. Only this time, he was the one doing the breaking she pulled away from his hand, biting her lower lip as tears flowed. "'I'm sorry,' he said lamely. She got up and grabbed her clothes and rushed into the bathroom. Appetite gone, he waited for her to exit. Minutes later, the door opened, and she stepped out, looking every bit as lovely as she had the evening before, even without the makeup. the only thing marring her beauty was the soul wrenching sadness in her eyes. They left the room and left the hotel. The drive home was quiet and she slipped from the car without a word when he got back to Trish's. He parked in his garage and sat behind the wheel, cursing himself. Tina wasn't his, but he wasn't his, but he was falling for her hard. He had to get that fact through his stupid thick head he supposed it was fortunate that he wasn't going to be able to have her over for the next few weeks it would give them both time to get some perspective he was still a colossal ass he entered the house and walked down the hall towards the kitchen he heard the sound of chairs sliding back and the patter of bare feet on tile and the twins came racing around the corner with huge grins on their faces ben observed the barely their baby doll nighties And matting panties, and somewhere in the back of his mind it registered as outrageously sexy. They slid to a halt when they caught his sad expression and the tears on his cheeks. He walked by and went into his bedroom to change into his workout clothes. He walked into the basement and began his routine. The movements were slower, and the weights felt heavier. He was straining and panting heavily by the end. He sat up on the bench at the end. His muscles pumped, twitching and sweaty as he recovered from one of the hardest sessions he could remember. He noticed the twins sitting on the stairs, watching him, their eyes big and a little glassy. He walked past them on his way upstairs and felt their eyes on him the entire way. He wanted to turn and yell at them to stay away, that he was poison. Instead, he just went and had his shower. He had a daycare to renovate.